Yo. Between the Lies Podcast. And she's the furthest thing from basic. Basic. I'm trying to deal with all these changes. Between the Lies. My life keeps rearranging. Arranging. I'm just burning up these pages. Look between the Lies. And she's the furthest thing from basic. Basic. In the crib, just getting faded. They try to tell me to stay patient I hate it I'm just really trying to make it And welcome back to the Between the Lies podcast Where we deep dive into whatever wicked or warped subject we might get into at that very moment Today I want to do a little something different for the people listening Now a few years ago I started the Between the Lies podcast And it was mostly conspiracy based Now, in the time that's passed since the very beginning of the podcast, I've become a lot more interested in murder mystery because these crimes are all about theories as well. It's similar to conspiracy theories in that exact way. Everyone has a different opinion and different evidence to present to prove that their theory or angle may be more true than the next. The mystery is what really makes it fun. Today, I wanted to just do a strictly conspiracy episode where we talk about the state of this world. I almost feel like I'm doing this episode out of necessity because we can all agree that it's a crazy world that's only getting crazier day by day. Aliens are being confirmed by our own government, and not only that, but they cleared someone to talk about it on a nightly news program. There are alien sightings happening in Las Vegas that are being confirmed by police officers as well as body cams, as well as a family who witnessed it all reportedly. Why is it that all of a sudden, after so many years of our government denying aliens outright, they are all of a sudden some type of open door or book willing to tell us more and more as each going day passes? First and foremost, let's talk a little bit about the UFO incident that occurred in Las Vegas. I think it's extremely important to get the story straight. I say this because the event has been misrepresented multiple times through mainstream media who are for some reason reporting that the family who witnessed the event has gone missing. Meanwhile, the family that witnessed the event is keeping up on social media and confirming they are not missing at all, which I found extremely peculiar and anyone who analyzes the entire story will find that tidbit odd. More and more I start to think maybe we are in some type of alternate reality because things are getting real wacky real fast. I think we can all agree on that. First and foremost, there is no actual evidence of aliens in the pictures or videos that were captured that night. I know there are some videos circulating on TikTok claiming that there's aliens behind the fence or aliens in the distance. Let's be honest. These have probably been edited by CGI, and I really try not to get into that when it comes to these type of events because it's very hard to know if any audio clip or any video clip that comes out in 2023 has been altered in some way, and that's the unfortunate reality we live in. I do know that the family that initially reported the sighting is sticking to their story, and reportedly Las Vegas police have since put cameras in their backyard. And there is body camera footage that shows a UFO dropping through the night sky. But I am so weary of any event like this that is so broadcast all over the world. I just feel that if it was a legitimate happening, it would be more hidden. But that's just me. Now I want to dive into these happenings as well as the submarine incident, which I believe to possibly, maybe, be a large-scale cover-up. But we will get to that in a little bit. I want to take a listen to a few months ago a supposed UFO government whistleblower talking about alien retrieval on a nightly news program. 
and then we can theorize on what exactly this means for our future of our nation and really for the entire world. Let's listen to the clip. Conclusion did you come to at the end of your time on the UAP task force? Uh, the UAP task force was refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. You're kidding. No. I thought it was totally nuts, and I thought at first I was being deceived. It was a ruse. People started confiding in me. They approached me. I have plenty of current former senior intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career, that confided in me they were a part of a program. They named the program. I've never heard of it. And they... Now, I have to be honest, my immediate reaction is that he's a little more nonchalant about it than I would expect. He almost sounds like he's trying to sell it to us a little bit, but nonetheless. Now, in doing some deep diving into the actual whistleblower, his name is David Grush, and he is a 36-year-old Air Force veteran. It's important to point out that there are whistleblower laws that protect someone if they are to out the government on an issue that is being kept secret from the public that defies public interest. So it makes me wonder why Julian Assange and John McAfee have been charged, the reputations tarnished, and in McAfee's case, possibly murder, but that's a whole nother story. Then I came across the most eye-opening part of this whole thing. In documents supplied by none other than the whistleblower David Grush, whose credentials, like I mentioned, have been deeply vetted and confirmed, the Department of Defense was presented this information and actually greenlit it being released to the public. I am still in complete and utter shock that the Department of Defense signed off on this release of this important information. It really makes me, and you guys should as well, wonder what their intentions are. And I want to make it extremely clear that I believe every single word of his statement and interview would have been gone over with a fine-tooth comb and most likely wrote by our own government. There is simply no way they let this hit the airwaves without approving every single word, every single sentence, and the deepest of details. So that means our own government wants us suddenly to know that aliens are real after almost 100 years of complete and utter denial. It just really makes you think. Fellow TikTok conspiracy theorists as well as a world-renowned UFO expert, his name being Stephen Greer, have all basically come to a similar conclusion about these events. They have theorized that these admissions are nothing but a distraction and or misinformation, the theory being that some sort of alien attack will occur at some point in the near future that will be made to happen by our own government and it will further increase the control the government already has of its own citizens. Think of it as our own government potentially creating an enemy to increase national fear, all so that they can swoop in and save the day. I'm reminded that almost every major war has followed the same exact calling card. Now in conspiracy circles as well as on TikTok, this has been generally referred to as Project Bluebeam, although with all the unwanted attention, I'm sure if it is a project, the name has been changed since. But nonetheless, at the very least, something fishy is going on with all of this information suddenly being released and admitted to openly. This is a complete 180 from everything our government has ever admitted to us in terms of aliens, UFOs, and all things alike. In my personal opinion, there has to be something in it for them, 
for them to divulge this so-called top-secret information they've been holding close to the vest for almost 100 years? Now let's circle back to the Las Vegas UFO incident. For anyone who didn't hear about it, let me give you a brief overview so we're all on the same page. So on April 30th, 2023, around 11.50 p.m. in Las Vegas, a Las Vegas police officer reported a giant light falling out of the sky that seemed to be plummeting at a high rate of speed. The police officer actually reacts to it in the body camera footage that would end up being released later. So about 40 minutes after that, 12.30 a.m., a 911 call was placed regarding a possible alien sighting. I'm going to play about a minute or so of the 911 call, and we can kind of dissect that and go from there. So let's play the clip. Okay, what's going on over there? Okay, lady. Me, my dad, and my brother, we're working on a truck in our backyard, and we have a big lot outside, right? Correct? Okay. We were working, and we just see in a corner of our eye something fall down from the sky, and it was with light, and when it hit down, it was like a big impact, and we felt it. We felt like an energy, and then, and then, and then we hear like a lot of footsteps n- near us, and then we have a big, a big uh, equipment, and, and we see, and there's a, there's like an eight foot person beside it, and another one inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Okay, where is this on your property? Uh, uh in, in, in my backyard. I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually we so terrified of it. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard? Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like eight foot, nine feet, ten foot, I don't know. They're, they, look like, they look like aliens to us. Big eyes, they have big eyes. Okay. Like, like I can't explain it. And big mouth. They're shiny eyes, and, and they're not human. They're 100% they're not human. Now, first and foremost, I have heard many 911 calls being that I do these type of podcasts and this type of research. I truly just don't hear genuine distress in the voice of the caller. I hear him talking fast, but I would imagine somebody who just saw an 8 to 10 foot non-humanoid figure in their backyard would be freaking the hell out. But again, that's just me. I also apologize because the audio for that clip is a little skewed. Uh, It's a little hard to understand what's being said, and there's some weird audio in the background I couldn't decipher, but that's the only clip of the audio I could find all over the internet, so I thought that was interesting as well, but nonetheless. In my personal opinion, he sounds a little too grounded, being that he just reportedly witnessed two 8-10 to foot tall aliens supposedly just walking around in his backyard, but I constantly remind myself that everyone reacts differently to different things. But I would like to think most of us would exhibit a bit more panic in our speech and be a little less calm, but again, that's just my personal opinion. But how is it that a falling object was captured on police body camera footage as well? I guess what I'm saying is, the police vouching as well as the video evidence mixed with the account we heard from the family in the 911 call kind of makes this one hard to dismiss. I've heard theories again linking this to Project Bluebeam as well. Think of it as a giant psychological operation, again, used to create some sort of national fear amongst us. I have to admit that this event has me extremely perplexed. But I do want to remind everyone, when it comes to control over the citizens of this country, our own government has proven time and time again that they will lie to us, however blatantly, however obvious, to push whatever narrative they choose to at that given time. So with that said, anything is truly possible. It is worth noting the police that arrived on scene never did witness the same beings as the family. There was an imprint left on the grass of the backyard, but considering it was a so-called aircraft that landed, the imprint was rather shallow in terms of the type of impact you might expect from a flying object hitting the ground at such a speed. But I mean, think about it. 
If it was some type of alien technology, I guess it could be nearly weightless. So in a weird way, I guess that kind of makes sense to me. I'm reminded of the Roswell incident. Now, people who supposedly recover pieces of the crashed object in 1947 actually all said the same exact thing about the material. The material of the object was almost weightless, but could not be broken no matter what you did to try and break it. Could this be the same material that landed in this family's backyard in Las Vegas? Part of me wants to believe this actually occurred, and part of me thinks it's some type of long-term psychological operation. But I do know that in the coming months, if these things keep occurring rather frequently, I think we will have more of an idea of exactly what is going on. I just know it's extremely bizarre the government is just admitting this openly now. It still blows my mind. Lastly, I want to go over the submarine incident. Now this is clearly all of last week dominated the media's headlines, but I'll give you a short explanation of the story and then we'll dive into some theories. The story goes as such. So five very wealthy people boarded the Titan. This is a deep water submarine, obviously we all know with intentions of seeing the Titanic wreckage. I can't truly figure out why watching a video seeing the wreckage on YouTube wasn't enough, but then again, I don't have a billion dollars to play with, so maybe I'm completely off about that. Nonetheless, they descended upon the wreckage and a few hours in completely lost communication with anyone, even disappearing from all radars and sonars. This started a media frenzy that I'm pretty sure everyone at least at some point heard about. I mean, it was literally all the news talked about for the better part of a week. So I have to be honest, I'm not exactly going to waste time going over the story because most of us know the story. But I have to admit that the moment this news started circulating, the airwaves, I was absolutely skeptical. First and foremost, everyone on this voyage paid $250,000 to board the vessel, obviously besides the owner and his son who accompanied him. If you were spending that type of money to experience such a serious thing, aren't you going to be alarmed when you see that the vessel is being controlled by a video game controller? I mean literally, a $30 controller from the store that's frowned upon even in the video game communities. As far as the owner goes, it is even more preposterous to me that the owner would ignore key safety regulations, especially considering his son was aboard the same vessel. It has been reported that a year ago a worker for the owner of the Titan raised safety concerns regarding the windows and the fact that he could not guarantee they would hold up in the immense pressures the Titan would be exploring. He was promptly fired and the safety protocol completely ignored. So the official explanation is that he cut corners on safety regulations to save money, but it is also very well known that he's a billionaire. Why would he put himself and his son's life in jeopardy knowingly, especially considering he had the money to make it completely safe? It simply does not make any sense. Secondly, this story ran literally all week. I've read countless reports as well as the Navy themselves has confirmed that they heard a giant implosion in the same area of the sea on Sunday, but couldn't be sure that it was the Titan. Let's be honest here. The Navy and military in general have technologies way above what we could even imagine, and that is accepted basically as fact. You mean to tell me that they didn't put two and two together until almost Friday that the implosion would have been the Titan? The Navy did admit that the sound was definitely noticed as something big imploding and something irregular imploding. In my personal opinion, this means they knew for a little less than a week that the Titan had imploded and the people inside were all deceased, but instead of telling us that on Sunday, they let it take over the news cycle for the better part of a week. Now, some people pointed to this being ratings-driven and financially motivated in terms of the news networks, but I have a different theory. 
Whenever events like this occur and take over the airwaves completely, I try to look at what's not being reported. And when I did that, I can't really say I was surprised, but there were many crucial pieces of information, in my mind, more important than a missing submarine, that were basically hidden from the American public in the same very week. This include, but are not limited to, Hunter Biden getting a sweetheart deal from the U.S. government, the Pentagon overestimating weapons payments to Ukraine to the tune of $6.8 billion, which according to the mainstream media themselves, will result in an extra $6.8 billion going to Ukraine. Two of the most powerful companies in the world, J.P. Morgan and BlackRock, would go on to set up a central bank in Ukraine. Not to mention the Joe Biden impeachment hearings, which clearly exploit Joe Biden for the criminal. Most of us know that he is. Now, this type of stuff can really make you think about what the mainstream media's motives are. It is well known that President Obama, while in office, signed an order making it legal for media to be weaponized in the form of propaganda. This means they are no longer obligated to tell you the truth, but rather whatever narrative is beneficial for them and their masters at the time. So instead of telling us what is really going on, they can go to a submarine story which may have occurred or may not have in front of our faces for a week so we don't look into what's actually going on in the world. And this brings me to one of my final points. This is why they're trying to ban TikTok. If you scour Google or media websites all day, you're not going to find most of this information. Most of the theories that have actual credence I actually find on TikTok, however crazy that may seem to you. The people who are awake to what's actually happening in the world are posting their content on TikTok because they know it won't be banned like on Facebook or Instagram. I highly suggest that anyone who is on the same page as me and many others, when it comes to these types of issues, to try to put down Instagram and Facebook altogether. I am guilty of scrolling it sometimes, but you will see a stark difference between a TikTok feed and a Facebook or Instagram feed. In my personal opinion, Facebook and Instagram are literally regurgitating the same videos again and again, the ones that have no relevance in our lives and no real effect on the public. It's almost like a giant brainwashing operation. I simply ask anyone listening to this to read between the lies when it comes to some of the narratives that we are hearing currently in this world and in our country more importantly. This is why I originally created the Between the Lies podcast to open people's eyes and show people that everything isn't always as it seems. Now for my next episode, I will be going back to murder mystery and will be detailing the murder spree of the infamous Zodiac Killer, which I'm very excited about putting this episode together because as far as true crime goes, it is one of the original fascinations in the terms of murder mystery. But I will also be dropping periodic episodes talking about the state of the world and certain conspiracies I'm into at that very time. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and appreciated my thoughts and insights. Please feel free to reach out to me on the Between the Lies podcast on TikTok. That's no spaces, no numbers, Between the Lies podcast. Just to share your feedback with me or message me your theories. I am literally always willing to listen and consider every single angle. I just wish the entire world would wake up with us. Thanks again for listening to the Between the Lies podcast. Until next time, guys. Thanks again.